0: Welcome to one more special release of the Reality Escape Pod. Season 4 is nigh, and this is the last time that we're going to be sneaking something out onto the feed. This time, we have another treat for you. It's the bonus episode that we recorded with Danny and Bill after playing their game last week. So what you're going to hear now is a really casual conversation, really, between friends, because we go way back with Danny and Bill We're old friends. We've been on the show multiple times. Danny and Bill have stayed like a week at my house and um, yeah, we just caught up. We talked about all sorts of different stuff. It was a really lovely time and really, we just love spending time talking with them. They were a huge inspiration for us and Danny and Bill certainly helped me out a lot when we were getting this podcast off the ground.
1: And I really like how they structure their bonus episodes. So basically, they have their main episode, which is the run through, the playthrough of the escape room, and then their next week, the bonus episode. That you're about to listen to is us recapping and analyzing the games. And David, this happens every time now that we do one of these podcasts. The creators always tell us that they give us the hardest, the hardest escape rooms, the hardest puzzles because they're always worried it's going to be too easy for us. And what is our answer to that, David?
0: They don't need to do that. But <laughs> Please you know, don't. It is kind of flattering. <laughs> it's, it's flattering, and honestly, we're we're up for it. We we hold our own on these things. <laughs>
1: And if you guys enjoyed these episodes, please go listen to Escape This Podcast. They have all of their games. The scripts are available for free on their website. You can run them for your friends and family. They have other projects, including Solve This Murder. Uh, You can watch them on Play This Game. They stream games. And they have also written a few tabletop role-playing games, including the game Gateways, which I played with Bill. And it involves portal shenanigans.
0: Sit back relax enjoy this conversation between old friends and we will be seeing you very soon for season four of the reality escape pod be sure that you're subscribed and if you haven't done it yet drop us a five-star review on apple podcasts or on spotify we really truly would appreciate that see you soon
2: To podcast this escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast.
3: David PG, you're lazy, a boy. You're lazy, a boy.
0: Living the dream. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, congratulations. You did. The, now we, we mentioned it probably in passing during the actual episode, uh, but we definitely mentioned it to you. We recorded these rooms slightly out of order specifically because we thought this was the the hardest of the rooms. Uh, and we didn't want to give you an easy one. Some of these rooms this this season have been easy. Now, uh, so we gave you one that was probably, well, not easy, but like a little bit simpler. So we we thought we'd give you one that had a little the hardest puzzles.
3: A super experienced escape room people will look at it and go, cool, I know exactly what that is." done. Yeah,
2: so we tried to play with, you know, word ladders and other strange things and connections with sequencing and, and, and like little like fake ones where you're like, oh, I've got sevens and fives. Maybe it's like alphabetical. And Nope, it's not. So... It was definitely a harder one, but you got stuck on the bits that were meant to get people stuck, right? You got yeah. stuck on the oh, bits. It, yeah. it,
0: it, it felt like those were meant to get stuck on.
2: Mm. Absolutely. Uh, and I I, wanted to, I want to talk about these a little bit. Usually we start with like, oh, what did you feel good about? What did you feel? I want to talk about this because we did the, we did this word ladder. And uh, <laughs> for me, I went st- – like when I was playtesting, I, I was – it took a while, but once I kind of figured out maybe these relate to the code and they're four letters, I went, oh, pied. Okay. Oh, and pies, pies are pastry. Pied is Pied Piper. Those are two letters and they're only one different. Maybe I'm doing a word ladder.
3: And <laughs> our brains what was, clearly said that. What was
2: tough is that you started going, okay, well, you have a Pied Piper as a starting point. That is. Similar that to pies. pie That has pie. Like the word pied kind of is similar to both of those ideas. And then you went to donuts, which is kind of like pastries and holes and like yeah, and you so were
3: filling in the gaps. You started between doing them different which, before you were supposed to, sort of, because yeah, that and was for the letters and later. So because of
2: that, like you were already like pied and pies. Yeah, there's a connection. Which means the word and so like your, your method was completely like a legitimate way to look at it, but it meant that you were immediately thrown off. The co- like the correct path because you found some other path that looked just as inviting, uh,
0: yeah. and we did it with such vigor.
2: You were so <laughs> into it. The, you said the word donut like once you said donuts, you're like donuts, bang, a hundred percent, no worries. Donuts is the answer.
0: Well, it uh, felt like a good connection between mm. you know between pastries and holes so deep. I was like, okay, that yeah, that, a pastry that with a hole. Yeah. <laughs> And
2: and it was so it was interesting, right? 'Cause and this is probably something that if we'd done like if we were the kind of people who were releasing this as a as a you know, an escape room in a box to take home, we would probably do a lot more we would do a lot more playtesting well, and yeah. we'd probably notice that I think a lot of people would go there with these those yeah. kind of thematic connections as like a different way of looking at the same it's like you know when you're in a park and you see the paved road, and then the little pleasure trail of people who've all walked the exact same way and worn a new path. I'm sure we would end up with that immediately, because there was the way that we were like, yep, this is a word ladder, linguistic connections. It's purely based on the letters. And then you found these really convincing thematic things. Because you convinced me. I was like, of course it's donut. It's got to (laughs) be pastries and holes. What else could it be? And I knew the answer.
0: So it was interesting. What was interesting for me was there was a little bit of metagaming going on and that like, I could tell from both of your reactions that at least some of what we had was right. (laughs) And in my head, I took all of that. I took that to mean all of the stuff we have so far (laughs) is right. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well we just have to figure out this one other one. Um, And it turned out we were only like half correct. And, only for half of the right reasons.
3: (laughs) Yeah, there are definitely some ways that this could have been refined. That said, I will say, coming up with a short word ladder whose letter changes create a word in themselves is so freaking hard that any little change that I needed to make, like, oh, places, oh, that could be a couple of different things. Maybe it could be pins. I wanted it to be puts. You wanted it to be sits. And so theoretically, I would change that. But then there's a chance I would have to change the entire word ladder and that would make me cry.
2: Because mm. it
3: was so hard. Pins is interesting
2: because I didn't notice pins in the playtest because pins mm. does, because like sits was my thought, places, sits. And then I went, oh, well, that doesn't work because we can't connect to, oh, that last one's definitely going to be puns.
3: Yeah. Pins was interesting because well, it does it connect. It did fit, fit to both. Puns. The one I thing that I felt so it,
0: good about it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, it was a good get.
1: I mean, the, in places is weird because you're thinking places like to place something on a table, mm. but mm. when we're looking at the word by itself, it I'm looks like the noun. A place. Yeah.
2: We're hitting you with that yeah. cryptic crossword style tricks. <laughs> oh, the one man. thing yeah. that,
3: that I feel uh, has differently um the the one thing that I feel makes pins not fit, and this is by no means a rule with this, was that it was also the third letter changing, but the third letter has already letter changed. Twice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's that would where be I got a little bit confused. Why yeah, yeah, I wouldn't I, be crazy about that. But
0: I agree with that.
3: It's definitely not a hard and fast rule in word ladders. No. It just means that that step, you could just cut it, the step before it.
0: I have to be honest, I'm not especially well versed on like word ladder um, standards and etiquette. (laughs) I know that, you know, Lisa got really into crossword puzzles over the pandemic. And oh my, do crossword people have so many like standards and assumptions and like mm. things that they care very much about. And I'm like, oh huh. I don't Worse. know why you care.
3: Worse. That varies from country to country. So yeah. we all have different well, standards.
0: Oh it, yeah. It honestly it seems to vary from person to person, but people <laughs> are like very vigorous about, you know, that like it, it, it feels very like religious. Mm.
2: <laughs> but it, and it is one of those things actually that we, we find that doing cryptic crosswords is that cryptic crosswords have a very, very set, you know, conventions. Uh, in terms of like that, one of the starts or the ends will be where the actual salute like the kind of synonym solution, is. And there's construction in the middle, and you need, and they have all these sorts of rules. And those are the ones that are very different regionally. Like American, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a thing where like American cryptic crossword fans look at an Australian cryptic crossword and they're like, ugh, what? Are you, ugh, how dare you? You're, You're uncultured the rules. swine. That's not how it's meant to be done. But then you also do get the same thing from publication to publication when you find like a new newspaper's. whole archive of cryptic crosswords you have to start learning like their games and their little rules like oh we're doing a guardian crossword well they're it's going to be like this they got their own little culture here of how to give clues Uh, it is it is a funny world of puzzles
0: but it's also the same in escape rooms where like Mm. if we're playing a whole bunch of games at a at a single company i like to start with their easiest room um and just start to learn like how do they go about doing this you know what what's their shtick and that way as you go into the harder rooms you can be like oh yeah you know what like i you know in the last game everything solved really cleanly so if we're stuck it's probably our fault or in the last game things were total nonsense so if we're stuck <laughs> let's go and start doing weird stuff
3: mm. that's fair
2: yeah it is and and escape rooms in general have that sort of language like i think a lot of the times when you're talking with escape room people who've played more than you know you can say hey i did a room the other day and uh they expected me to know the capital of Germany, and it's like, well, we all know the capital of Germany in this room. Yeah, but come on, they expected me to just know the capital of Germany, and everyone goes, oh, "Yeah, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Why would they expect you to just know the capital of Germany?" That's there was yeah. there had to have been a hint somewhere that told you something as boring as the capital of Germany, just in case you didn't know, you know. And so, like, you there's certain certain things I feel like you can say in escape room context, and be like, "Hey, here's a thing that happened," and people will get like, oh, that's not acceptable. We don't do that here.
0: Yeah. Well, like the standard one that people get really uppity about that I don't necessarily think needs to be a hard and fast rule is reuse. Um, mm. People get super crazy about like, oh, they made us reuse that thing twice.
2: Nah. I, I don't I, really care think, so much. Yeah, I like some reuse. I think reuse can be fun, but I, think I when would it's, accept when the game that well people might be designed, shocked.
0: Yeah, when the game is is well-designed, I don't care. The thing is, with reuse, especially if you kind of go back in time to the olden days of, like, eight years ago, when escape rooms were just filled with tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of props, um, <laughs> you know, re, the anti-reuse thing was really useful because it protected the props from the players because, like, otherwise mm. people would, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to use this, this lock as a screwdriver because I can <laughs>
1: I do feel like I have a cultural expectation that I will use everything only once.
0: I think that there are times where people build some interesting interactions that involve mastery or involve a computer or like there's a lot of things that people don't that people end up reusing in escape rooms and they don't think of it as reuse. Um, that is
2: possibly true. I think the big issue is though. I, I agree, regardless of whether or not like you should reuse or you shouldn't, I think it is important that people who are designing rooms with objects that get reused need to kind of be aware of the fact that the general culture is not to reuse. So you need to hint it with a sign of a a bit more vigor. Yeah.
1: Because the worst part is that what happens is they build this in, they reuse it, maybe it's a cool thing. And then they realize people are coming in and not thinking they're going to reuse it because it is that cultural expectation. So now the game master, before the game starts, and I hate when they do this, the game master has to say like, hey, there's gonna be something you're gonna reuse now. You know, yeah. I'm and not gonna tell you what it is, but it. No. Uh, yeah, you need like but, a proper
0: in-game kind of thing yeah. to make it. You know, and, and, and
1: then it ruins the surprise. You right?
0: just need signposting. Like, yeah. you can. All, you know, all things are doable through si- through good signposting. Mm.
3: I feel like what I tend to do, I'm sure I do reusing sometimes and then sometimes I actively avoid reusing. I feel like I tend to take one object and give it like two ends to it, like use the front of the object for this and the back of the object for this. Or sometimes here is something that you can gain by looking at the object and then later you will have to do something physical with the object. Mm. It
2: can be fun to break an object down into subcategories.
3: Yeah, In a lot of my earlier notes, especially, you will see things like I will have a word, I don't know, window one, two in little subscript
0: because
3: mm. I will take it in two different directions in two different ways. Yeah.
0: And you have a lot of power in the way that you narrate and you do a very good job of making it clear when stuff is relevant and when it isn't. And When there's a curiosity about a thing, like you, you draw attention to it. And then it's sort of on the player. If they, you know, if we ignore it and it's like, (laughs) well, she was stressing some syllables there. (laughs) It it
3: is really good to be able to be in control the whole time. Every time if we do a commissioned room and I write out my notes and then I'm just giving it to the other person and saying, cool, this is yours now. Do well with it, I guess. That terrifies me because I have good decisions. I I like being in the control seat for these to be able to do that.
0: (sighs) Yeah, I I don't blame you. Um, How often do you find yourself delivering a line and kind of like realizing, you know what, I I really need to just add, add another word or two here because I, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing that I'm about to make a mistake.
3: Oh, a mistake probably not that frequent. How many times yeah. do I say something and then realise, oh, God, I've accidentally made something sound really important when it was just a throwaway thing that I was trying to improvise? That happens a lot.
2: I got incredibly worried about that in this episode. Oh, no, do you know what, what did I do?
3: No, I have no idea.
2: What did you think about the small chocolate bar at the start of the room?
0: Um, I thought that... Th- that- we were doing i thought we were going to be doing some kind of like size manipulation the, the
3: small um, writing was too important
0: i think when you yeah. when they were like what is it saying you're like
3: well mm, i think the
2: issue is this small chocolate bar is it's too small you can't see the writing yeah. like, the writing is far yeah, too small I, if the writing were any bigger perhaps you could read it and i thought oh I, no they're going to get they're going to get caught on this and they're going to be trying to blow it up and make it big uh,
0: luckily you didn't get stuck. There was no oh.
3: way to make that happen in the room. True. But It, yeah, definitely,
0: it definitely was something that I was, I thought about a couple different times, but then:
3: We went straight to eating it,
0: yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look in my original uh, very early states of planning the room, I was definitely planning on doing some differences between the big chocolate bar and the little chocolate bar. And then, quite frankly, I couldn't be bothered. That was all going to be a bit too bitsy.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah so, I, I um, well, that the, didn't that the information shouldn't have been there. Mm. It was just something about the wording well, of denying it. Well, I think it's because it. oh, no. in the
3: playtest, you went straight to looking at it, but I didn't have anything planned for it then either. So I thought, okay, why couldn't you just read completely different numbers on that bar and then try to make something of that? So, mm. uh, you can't read yeah.
0: them. <laughs> I mean, this one, it could have just been like, a, you know, there's a spot where the label was, but it looks like it's fallen off. Oh, it, you know.
3: that was another part of it. That's totally part of it. Oh my God. Originally, I don't even know how much the big chocolate bar was involved in this. The small chocolate bar had gone through the transfer process, but only the label had made it out. But a bit of the <laughs> label was still stuck in the pixels as well. That was <laughs> okay. originally part so of you the couldn't planning. not anything off like Exactly.
2: It. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, oh, this
3: was all just original puzzles getting rejected, and then I didn't fully sweep them over <laughs> enough, but, <laughs> so the holes were still there.
0: We didn't get hung up on it. I think we both no. do this: is that like in a, in an escape room, like in solving any kind of escape room, I just kind of assume that like always go the path of forward momentum, like just you know search. If you find something you can work on, work on it. But just always keep moving forward mm. and do the do the things. And if, mm-hmm. you know, you have an idea and you're like, oh, I think that might be a thing. Like, don't try and force it. Wait for the right moment to, to work with it is, is yeah, sort of how I try to approach it.
3: I, I know the way you work in some of these situations. And so I trust you in that way as a player. And that makes it very nice.
0: Yeah. And I... Played enough of your games and listened to enough of them to know that I can always trust that like the there is going to be a clean solution and if I'm, all, stuck, I'm not gonna make crucial mistake yeah, yeah if if I'm stuck it's on me um, <laughs> so like you know there's there's high there's high trust and that mm. that is you know that means that when you know we're making weird word associations and it's not working I was like well. That's definitely us.
3: It's funny <laughs> that like we we all know each other well enough. We have high trust in each other. It doesn't mean that our brains are necessarily in sync with each oh, other. No, no,
0: no, no. Especially on word puzzles, not mm. not my uh, like not my forte. <laughs> yeah.
3: Where is Lisa?
0: Yeah, Lisa's upstairs working on uh, putting together our next escape room tour, <sighs> which we'll be announcing soon to Ooh. New Orleans in November.
3: Nice. Nice. Also a likely excuse. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um did you, did you have any moments in this room that you felt like good that you like was kind of moments for you to stand out as a player or, or just or maybe the room was good even if you did
3: Anything that made you feel smug?
0: Um I I really liked the um uh the little the, the basic computation puzzle. Um it just it came together quickly. I truly enjoyed that the graphic looked like a combination of a pie and a donut.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I tied. See the donut. I'm telling you. I'm just trolling you at this point.
0: Yeah. That was, that to me was just like, uh, you know, the, the first time that, that, that I, that I played, there was the bear that was like, I thought I was just making an interesting moment, but it was entirely Danny. Um, (laughs) That's right. But like, this time around, I was like, oh no, this, this was mine and PG's nonsense. And, and, and we made our own callback.
2: Serendipitously <laughs> appeared later yes.
0: on. That, that just brought joy to, 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 to me.
1: I know my, my, my favorite part, like probably won't even make it into the episode. And it was the joke about the donut and the nunnery. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <sighs> oh)
0: Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I really liked the, um, I I just, there is a, there was a simplicity to the room. There was not a lot of stuff in it. No, Um,
3: that was my deliberate intent for this mini arc trying to make him small. Which was good
0: because the the puzzles were, were, were plenty challenging. And so when we were stuck, it wasn't like, oh, we need to keep searching this room because the room was basically a white box. Mm. Um, and so that I found especially helpful given the, you know, that there were, there were, you know, two puzzles that like we really had to, to, to work hard Sit on. and stare at. Yeah. Well, this
1: last one, I was very impressed. I don't know that I would have gotten that. Like, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would have thought to have counted the number of letters in a word.
0: I, yeah, just, I just, it, it clicked. I uh, just yeah that that also did feel good.
1: This was like a rain man. Yes, and like, it's an uh, interesting seven, one
0: because th- <laughs> again,
2: right? It's like it was. And I mentioned it in the episode that it was the same sort of issue of like it's not like a thematic, semantic kind of issue here. Like these two sentences that seem like to, they they seem like they're saying the same thing in slightly different wording. They are saying the same thing pretty much. They are mm-hmm. just asking for daily calorie consumption stuff, and like it is the, like so you can't find the problem with it based on what the mean, like, what does it mean? How does it, it has to come down to something very mechanical um, uh, and uh, knowing why one sentence gives you one number and the other sentence must give you a different number.
3: That puzzle initially in my notes, again, because it was just a torn label situation, it was originally just like advise daily intake in calories, seven, five, and mm-hmm. you just had to fill in the rest of it. There was no second wording. Oh,
2: I see. That's fun. So, and instead you had one full example. Exactly. Example. I think the, I think That's... the, the how it came out is probably a better implementation. When, when I got, the when, when I
3: streamlined the pixels as just, nope, pixels, you just get a chocolate done. Yeah. Then all of that had to be shifted.
0: The aha for me came in knowing that we had fully searched the room, that mm. there were no other missing pieces. We had used everything else in the room. So I felt like the puzzle solution had to be right in front of me. It had to be in the sentences mm. and that number. And so once like the focus was narrowed down to that specific thing, I was like, there's not a lot of things that I can be doing with these.
2: Mm. And I think that is a really key part of puzzle solving is knowing when you, you must have, have all of it. Like it's like, when can you be sure that this is solvable? So you're not wasting your time. And I think learning that is such a thing that differentiates people who've done a lot of puzzles or haven't done as many, I think it's like a learned skill of being able to look at something and say, I can do this, I can't do this, let's, like, and move on from there. And being forced to be basically told, hey, you've got everything you need is often something that will kick your brain into like, oh, okay, well, in that case, what could I figure out? How could this be everything I need? Um, Like, how could I do this with no extra steps? What am I being told by what I've got?
3: In a physical room, that is way harder to be certain of.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. And in a physical room, like my whole thing is if you're not actively working on a the puzzle, then you should, you should be walking around and taking in the environment. You mm. should be searching. Searching. Yeah. Especially Man. if, especially if something was hidden earlier, mm. but yeah, it, you know, it, just different modes of, of, of thinking based off of the medium that you're in. And in this one, it's, it's just, a, it's a different, more constrained medium. Mm.
2: Yeah. And I think like, you know, we've, we've had that from the beginning, like we don't need to fill the rooms with extra objects to make it look good we can just tell you it looks good imagine a Mm -hmm. place that looks good now here are the objects that we actually care about so we don't have to have those issues with like red herring paintings that are there just because without it the wall was too bare or you know red herring carpet because that was just the carpet of the space that we had and we didn't you know and so we can end up with a lot, lot more clarity in what are the actual elements that you have, to, you're available. What are the tools? You know, you have explicitly five things, and here's what each of those five. And I, and I think it does help for, for clear puzzle solving, and it allows us to then get a bit more weird with the puzzles, because we can, we can force you to be like, nah, you've got everything. Sit and think and do this puzzle. Don't get distracted. There are no distractions. It's all you can do. And I think it helps.
3: I still feel funny like that sometimes in rooms, the people, they're just talking, they're trying to figure out what to look at next. And they will just say, what's going on with the ceiling? And if the ceiling, if I have not mentioned the ceiling uh, at any point in my description, I didn't know that a ceiling existed. This room may not have a ceiling. I'm yes. not
2: sure. Who knows? <laughs> but we it only is... had the one programmer, so it's just dark and you can't see it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So, that's probably about it mechanically as far as there is to go. We didn't change too much between playtest no. and this I except- will say
2: I got very stuck on the 75628 as well as when I was doing the playtest. I really cuz especially cuz I didn't write out the original <laughs> sentence. I just had the number and like a vague feeling of what the sentence was. And so then oh. when I got the new sentence I was like isn't that the same sentence? But I think possibly that's what helped because eventually my question was, wait a minute. Is that sentence different from my original sentence? After trying the number for a while, and then being like, "Oh, wait a minute, they are subtly different." And that, like, coming in about you know sixty percent of the way through my solve, allowed me to be like, "That's it. That's what I got to drill down on. What are the exact linguistic differences?" So I think maybe my the, the the pattern of my confusion helped me get that aha moment because it was like it came in after I'd been trying for a while, rather than being hidden at the start of the puzzle. I would yeah.
3: also say the one big change that happens was the image of the computer password screen was not yes. a thing in the place. Oh, tab. and I was
2: so happy because originally the password just said, the computer just said, give me a four-digit password. Four and letters. that was it. Yeah. And and I was like, I think we need something to make it clear well, that this is associated with the table Well, list. I had
3: basically, I had, yep, no computer screen, just you need a four-letter password and the image uh, from the table as you saw it with the little dot point poem. But I said to Billy that I was pretty sure that was too hard as mm. it was. There wasn't enough connection there. And the hint that I had in mind to adjust it was to put a little four in brackets with the dot point poem to like make it like a crossword, like you are looking for a four letter answer and having that be the connection. And that did immediately make you get there and make you realize they were connected. And then you went... Is that too much? I,
2: because that made me go, oh, all of these are four letters. I've got four, and that made the word ladder very apparent quite quickly to my eyes. Because uh-huh. mm. I went, oh, I need a four-letter word for each of these: pie, pies. Uh,
0: as soon as pit, you got okay, pie, cool. you
2: were there. Um, so yeah. I think we took away that, which would have maybe would have had you get it quite quickly i I think think we would have gone
0: straight to word ladder if we knew they were all four yeah Yeah. Yeah. and i think i kind of didn't want that to happen too quick
3: yeah so i was sort of crossing my fingers that if you got pied and puns that might be enough to help you get that maybe they were all like that Mm. it it helped you know what when i finally started writing down
1: all the words too like
0: yeah it definitely helped i mean but we were just it was donuts that really and our commitment to donuts david you explicitly had a moment to be like okay well
2: it looks like they're probably all going to be four letters and all start with P and then immediately yeah, I, the conversation went back to donuts. <laughs> yeah. That's not true for donuts, so it can't be
0: true. I had, I was, I was there, but then donuts just felt so right. It felt and, so right. And I, and I was like, oh, terrible idea, David. Put that, put that away, that, that, that really interesting pattern of four letters and everything is starting with the letter P that, that seems like it really should, should, uh, should be meaningful. But how does that donuts. mean donuts? Donuts. It can't be
3: done. <laughs> right.
2: Wonderful. Um, and
0: Channel the
3: Grand 12, Canyon
2: got in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, well, I, th- look, I, I think we could talk about donuts for hours, but maybe we should start to, to leave that there with the, with the room.
3: And talk, just a final couple of thoughts about how the story's going.
2: Oh, we could talk about the story. I do like that this of this this sort of revelation that you're a health inspector.
3: Everybody is thinking it. I mean, it is and true. It's the classic complaint back, about the factory. See, now we're going to go and we're going to record. We're recording out of order. You're going to listen to rooms two and three as we record them. And you're going to notice how, like, sweating Matthew Martin is when he tells <laughs> you, no, it's totally safe, guys. And how you are very focused on how he's brought this on himself. Oh, that's fun. I like that.
0: Nice. it would be nice
2: to see the audience <laughs> see that build
0: up. <laughs> I'm excited to hear the resolution.
3: And more to the point, uh, I, I've asked you this, Billy. I don't know if I asked you this mm. on audio. What haven't you seen yet that feels weird to have not seen? We got a lumpa song.
2: We did get a lumpa lumpa song. We haven't seen fizzy. Li- what if the whole final room is an airborne chase with fizzy lifting drinkers? Matthew Martin tries to get away. Maybe he gets away in a great glass elevator. So you drink some fizzy lifting drink and you fly after him and you have to (laughs) tail him. I don't know if that's going to happen.
3: But it would be pretty weird if neither of those things were there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. David and PG, is there anything that you feel like needs to be present at some point in this arc? Uh,
0: Fizzy lifting drinks. Fine, everyone loves fizzy lifting drink. Yeah. And Maybe that tra- a creepy
3: creepy boat, ride.
0: Mm. No, creepy no, boat no. ride. The creepy boat ride is the only flaw in the movie.
2: <laughs> How about this? How about this? You start to chase Matthew Martin and he runs. He jumps into his boat. You have to chase him through the creepy boat ride. He gets off. He gets onto that train that constantly shoots soap suds or bubbles or whatever the <laughs> yeah, heck that train that is. Thing. That thing that it, it's, it's a a not do it? It's, it's, a, it's a vehicle. It's a, it's a car, I'm but it's clear. got like a it looks like a it's steam. It's like a parade train.
3: float, a steampunk parade, parade well, float. Well, then he gets on that and he drives <laughs>
2: away. He gets to the fizzy lifting drink room. You chase him up there and because we've been reading far too much stormlight archive in this house i'm just like he half lashes upwards with fizzy lifting he drinks exactly (laughs) enough fizzy lifting drink for a full basic lashing upwards uh you fly upwards you're following him he goes through the roof gets into the great glass elevator and then you follow him into space and then it turns out it is a 10 episode arc and we do charlie in the great glass elevator (laughs) Done. I've Which, solved that it. That second book is terrifying. <laughs> it's very yeah. weird. Do they meet like the president in that second book in space? Do they meet the space president I of the United States? I haven't read it, but I believe it. Something very remember,
3: weird in that
1: book. They, they get chased by these weird, like, slug aliens or something. Mm. Like,
0: I just remember them going into like the whole Oompa Loompa culture more. And I was like, <sighs> you know what? I, 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 it was better when the whole economics and, and and social implications of the Oompa Loompas was left vague and fuzzy. Like, yeah. adding more detail to it just didn't do it favors.
2: Yeah, no, I could agree with that.
3: Are they being paid in uh, Cocoa Beans? Is that They're a thing?
0: They're being paid in something, but it it, it feels very it's much like... It's hard to remember like... what's
2: in the second book, what's in the second movie, Yeah, and what is not like it's it's hard to remember the exact where the politics of the umpulum like lumpeland lumpeland was a place right
3: it was yeah. definitely in the original movie but they
2: said they got away from the snoz
3: snozwangers wangers and snoz vermicious, canids. Canids. Yeah. vermicious canids which i believe uh, might appear in great glass I elevator i think those
2: aliens yeah. in great glass those... elevator are vermicious canids
1: yes that's what they, that was, i was trying to okay. remember the name they and they look like these giant commas or something <laughs>
3: <laughs> the vivid memory that i have of when willy wonka has told that story and then veruca's father just blank face just goes snows mrs canoods <laughs> uh, it's please go and rewatch that movie just go for all watch of the pa- movie it's just, a good movie just for all of the parents every adult in that movie is spectacular
2: I will say, weirdly, the most quotable part of that movie for me that I say oh, constantly for no reason day. is when the when he puts in the little keyboard puzzle and he goes da 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 and Mike my TV's, TV's mom just goes Rachmaninoff, and I just say <laughs> Rachmaninoff in that exact way constantly every every time on.
3: a password exists, pretty she, yeah. much. Anytime we do a password. Anytime we're, especially if we're
2: playing an escape game that involves something vaguely musical, like, oh, you press these piano buttons, I just go, do, 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 Rachmaninoff, and then the door opens. It so, shouldn't be as quotable as it is. It's just the name when, of a composer.
0: When we walk into an escape room that has a piano, I always go and bang on the two highest notes and say, they hate this. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
3: it's, it's so funny, this movie. just Where it is in our influence. It's from the 70s. It is not our childhood no,
2: movies. it's everyone's childhood.
3: It's, it's really everyone's
0: something. childhood movies. But I, I think the true sequel should really be like a, real, a, a, like a movie about a reality show called Keeping Up with the Salks. And it's about Veruca and her, and her kids.
3: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> God, it's wonderful. I'm so happy.
2: Veruca. Getting
3: to do a parody of something.
2: Your show has been shown in, in 120 out of the 200 countries in the world. No, I want the world. I want the whole world. (laughs) All right. I think we should leave it there. So uh, if people wanted to see other stuff that you guys are doing, I know that you've got another season of, season four of uh, Reality Escape Pod should be coming out at some point soon. Uh, Where can people go and see all the cool stuff that you're doing?
0: Yeah, so roomescapeartist.com. I'm providing you with our little homemade link tree. Uh, It's a good way to go and get to all of our nonsense, the podcast, um, our reviews, all of our commentary and all of stuff we write about escape rooms daily. Um, We just hosted the reality escape convention in Boston. It was sold out. I am hoping at this point it went really, really well. (laughs) And um, yeah, reality escape pod Season four is coming in October and you can catch up on the first three seasons. If you haven't listened to them yet.
1: Perfect timing. Everywhere you can get your podcasts.
0: Yes, yes, indeed.
2: Binge them now before the new season starts.
3: That's it, the best way to listen to podcasts. That's it. Uh, all right. Love, well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it was feel, wonderful to have we, you on. We didn't say enough. We're, we're so close to you that we forget the polite niceties, but congratulations. You guys did super well. And thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you very much, and thank you for making a wonderful game for us to play yet again. Thanks
3: for
1: having us. This has been so much fun.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. And thank you, everybody at home, for
2: listening in. Uh, If you want to help support the show, look, the easiest thing for you to do, tell a friend. Go onto some kind of internet forum and tell them about us. Go to Reddit and say, hey, love escape rooms. Go to make a TikTok about us. I don't have a TikTok. Make a TikTok about us. Just spread the word is always the best thing you can do. You can also help support the show uh, on our Patreon. Anybody who signs up at any level can appear as an NPC in one of Danny's rooms.
3: Oh, yes. Who do we have today? We have Mike Watson. Thank you so much. And um, We've got a couple of the other little mentions who will probably get a bit more focus in the other rooms. So yes, we've of course, got all the other Chan, kids and- we've got our boss, Ken Arthur Slugworth. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs>
2: uh. So wonderful. They can all appear as NPCs. Uh, anyone who has a $5 donor can hear all of our bonus episodes. There's new bonus podcasts every week. You can hear the playtest audio for this room, and you can hear how much I struggled with that 75628 puzzle. Uh, you can listen to our two minute mystery series where we solve two minute mysteries as written by Donald Sobel and we try and guess what they're going to be before we answer them. And there's a lot of strange character work and Googling <laughs> and various facts and lots oh of singing. Dear. It's a weird <laughs> show, but you'll love it. Um, <laughs> and there are badges for our $10 donors and, and more fun. Th- and I think apparently I promised that if you're a $50 donor, Danny will tell you the entire plot of Willy Wonka. Uh, so th- that's, Happy that's sir. a perk apparently. Uh, and that's a great way to support the network, support this and, uh, solve this murder and any other fun projects that we're working on. Uh, and it helps keep everything else free for everybody else to listen to. So it's a community, it's community service. Really. Uh, And so don't thank forget you to write a
1: review. Tax and, deductible. And write
2: a review. I haven't asked for reviews in a long time. Write a review yeah. of this show. A good one. Oh, hold on. A good one, please. Please? please. Not a not bad one. Please? please? Don't, yeah, don't give, give us a one-star Give it. this
0: podcast a five-star review. It is so, so helpful.
2: Exactly. See, they're saying it, so you've got to believe them. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for coming on and playing our room. Thank you, Danny, for running it. Thank you for
3: doing some lump singing.
2: I did some lump singing. I didn't oh, know God. there was a song in there. All right. Bye, why, everybody.
3: Why did I say that? <laughs>
0: Bye!